Uh, it's, it's so good. So uh, we're going to continue uh, in our storytelling videos. And so last night, the videos looked at the history of the leadership of Kauai Bible Church. And so today's video, we're going to look at what has Kauai Bible Church meant to the people of Kauai uh, and, and what has been the impact that this church has made and what are the great things that God has done over the last 50 years. So let's enjoy this video together. You have to understand that my history with Kauai Bible Church goes back so many years. In fact, probably since the time that I was born. I was born and raised in Grace Bible Church in Aleva Heights. And so our histories go way back. But as far as the time in ministry that I've had together and the personal intersections that I've had with Kauai Bible Church and the people of the church really starts back um, in the time when I had the opportunity to have Pastor David Leong at the commission of Pastors Merv and Darlene Walker to come over to the Ark Christian Church when my parents were the pastors of the church and they led a tremendous time of worship workshop teaching and training our people, our worship team, in the heart of worship. And what a legacy of worship Kauai Bible Church has. And it's really imparted something to our church. Not to make this like a, a giant novel, but a couple things that really st stand out to me is um, coming the very first time and of course seeing the beautiful island, but uh, the church worship team. What a beautiful thing to hear the praises of his people. Uh, so far, but this like identifying with the presence of God and the importance of uh, the people being in unity and having uh, one heart and one spirit for their for their local uh, church, their local people and their neighborhoods. And uh, we did worship training together. Uh, I remember you had uh, people come over from Kauai and uh, with the Leongs and, and helped us. Uh, in our worship training in the early days of our church, uh, we went over and we had uh, sent some of our youth to Kauai to go to uh, the, the camp up in Kokei where they froze their butts off, but they had a great time and uh, it was a great time of, uh, of growing spiritually with you folks. But some of the most impactful memories happened when we were you know, growing up and going to those youth camps. Man, those really changed our lives. Yeah, I can remember one of the camps that we went to was actually when I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. And that's just a testament to the leadership and the legacy of the church, emphasizing the Holy Spirit, loving on people. And I can say for myself and all of our youth that went all those years, we felt loved. We had friendships that we, make, uh, we made that last even till today. Shout out Jake Kuzin, shout out Uncle Darren, shout out Sugi, shout out. Um, also, we love Pastor Murr, Pastor Dar, Pastor Aaron, and Shannon so much. All that you guys have done to seed into the lives um, and into the islands. Um, your legacy has gone far beyond even what you guys can even imagine. Uh, we had an opportunity recently to be able to actually invite some of your worship team over to our church. It's a whole new generation and we've been able to impart in worship workshop with your church. So some of the folks that have been serving, we had the opportunity to seed back and to give back what was given to us so many years ago through Kauai Bible Church and we are just returning the favor. I love how the Bible says, 
when somebody waters, then they themselves will be watered again. So what a privilege to be able to water your congregation in worship as well. I first met the good people at Kauai Bible Church as we were on our way to the Philippines as missionaries in 1989. And I've known and had the privilege of preaching and sharing uh, a number of times over the years, and even for a short period of time, was a member of your board, and that was an honor. I've seen the love, I've seen the perseverance, I've seen the purity of heart that you had all these years, and now I think you're living your greatest days. You've got great leaders and great people and great spirit and a great love for the Lord. You're a church that's literally touched the nations as well as your own island and the state of Hawaii. So proud of you guys. Keep it up. So another story that happened in 2013, my mom passed and it, we had scheduled to come before that, of course, and we came anyway, and it had just been a few weeks. I lost really like two moms, my auntie and my mom. And in that moment, I got the biggest hug of my life from, from um, the people, um, so many of you that are there still just uh, grieved with me and gave me a great encouragement and forever. I will remember that because it, it healed me and, and that love that you guys have for people is super amazing and healing and thank you for that. We were introduced to a wonderful ministry by Mark and Val Willman uh, <clears throat> who had been to Oahu and had encountered Pastor Ron Valenciano. They came back and told us about it. I was so struck by that, so taken in that the more I thought about it and prayed about it, I felt the Lord leading us and Kauai Bible Church to do something similar on Kauai. So after a while and talking further with Mark and Val and, and Pastor Ron, I went over to Oahu and watch what happened on a Sunday morning out there at the beach. And it was just incredible, just as they had described. Hundreds of people being fed, given bags of food, helped in many, many different ways. Wow, I thought, this is the church in action. This is what we should all be doing. So I came back to Kauai, our board, <coughs> approved and we went ahead yes reluctantly i distinctly remember you said okay we'll do it once and they yeah once and then you said i feel we need to do this every month that was after and we, god confirmed it we yeah. started out with just once yes yeah. anyway we wound up doing it once a month on a sunday morning yeah. we took our morning service out to the beach that we were invited once to be part of an outreach and Bob giving his testimony. Um, and that was so powerful to be on the beach and having church on church at the beach and touching uh, those that were in great need. And that church, um, well, always you guys have had, and I know that's because of who Dar and Merv are, is a heart for people that no matter what they've been through or where they find themselves in life, 
uh, they have a heart for the broken and the lost and those that need and that that goes to all the way to bringing them home and we got to spend many meals with them at the big table in the big house i call it but that long table that was full of visitors we were at a home group uh, with, again it was with mark and val Wilman, and uh, a homeless guy it's pouring rain comes just walking in walked in didn't didn't ring a doorbell or anything just walked right in came on in went to the shower took a shower changed clothes got dried out came sat down right beside us joined in just like we were all one happy ohana you know what i learned i learned the real meaning of hanai the word hanai i learned they took me in as family and that was a tremendous they're resilient, they're faithful, boy, they believe in teamwork, working together. We'd have work day once a month. I thought, how can that really work? It worked beautifully. They would, and then we had teams that would go. This was another thing that was a blessing to go to uh, Regency Puakea and also to Omao Home, that everybody doing their part made it work. No way could we do it alone. That's not God's plan. That's not God's purpose. But we were all right there pulling together. You know, we've been friends of your church from the time we visited 45 years ago when Pastor Steve and Faye were the pastors. We were on vacation and got acquainted with your great church. Then years later, Pastor Mervyn Darlene sat across the table from us at Dukes and said, you're, Pat, you're preaching this Sunday. Well, we've been great friends. We've been speaking at your conferences, your events, and then to meet Pastor Aaron and, and Shannon and have a wonderful friendship. We just feel part of your family. It is so exciting. And we just want to say again to Pastor Aaron and Shannon and to all the congregation, congratulations. The best is yet to come. Amen. So that's the first time that I have heard that story. So it was the summer of 21 when we sent our youth worship team over to the Ark Church and, and, and you guys poured into our, our youth worship team. But I had not heard the story that many decades prior to that, we had poured in there and then you guys poured back into us. Man, that's family and that's connection. And I just love that. What, what an amazing story. That is awesome. That is awesome. So as, as we have been journeying towards this 50th weekend, we have been teaching on the concept of the spirit of Jubilee. And for these last seven Sundays, our thesis has been this, that the Old Testament law codified the year of Jubilee, right? And, and so it wasn't just a religious practice. It was a legal practice for the children of Israel. It was a part of their law that every 50th year they would practice Jubilee. And that meant that all family land and family possessions were restored back to the family. Right, And so even if you had to sell your family land, which, uh, which was an awful thing to have to do, but if you were in need and you had to sell your family land, the price of the land was based on how many years were left until the Jubilee. 
Because whoever was buying it knew that they were going to have to give it back to you at the Jubilee. So the Jubilee promise was the restoration of all things. Anything you had lost, anything that had been stolen by the enemy, anything that had been taken away from your life because of the curse of sin, the Jubilee is the promise of the restoration of all things. Also, anybody who had entered into indentured servanthood, anybody who had to give themselves into slavery because of financial need was released on the year of Jubilee. So the Jubilee promise is freedom. We don't live in bondage anymore. We have the promise of freedom. And Jubilee was also the declaration of God's comfort to the afflicted. And so we have three Jubilee promises. We have restoration, liberation, and consolation. And now, in the day and age that we live in, because of the day of Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we now know that as followers of Jesus, we don't have to wait every 50 years to receive the promise of Jubilee, but that Jesus was the fulfillment of the promises of Jubilee, and that when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, we now live in a perpetual Jubilee where all the promises of restoration and liberation and consolation are available to us every day. Amen? So that's our heart. That's what we've been going after. And so uh, God asked me to do something that required some courage. And you guys know I'm not afraid to take risks. And so I was obedient to the Lord. But God asked me to do this today. He asked me to invite three pastors to each only speak for five minutes. Whoo! Come on! So we're going to take a risk. I don't know. We could be here for hours. We'll see what happens. But I've invited three pastors to come and to speak upon this thesis and what that meant to them and what that means to Kauai Bible Church uh, that we live in the age of the spirit of Jubilee. Amen? So first, will you help me welcome Pastors Merv and Dar to come and share their hearts. That's great faith, brother. I'm watching it. God wants you to have Jubilee every minute of every day. And I think there's three things I hope you'll remember that releases Jubilee in your life. Number one, remember Calvary. I think we uh, just cheat ourselves. We got to remember Calvary, the, the blood that was shed for our sins, but every accomplishment that could be done for our benefit happened. Now, we were told some people are sick and they even die because they neglect remembering this. So remember Calvary. That's an important step. Number two, Remember the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit was released in a fresh and a powerful way. It created church growth, church explosion. People, it got their attention. Day of Pentecost, it gave them power to be bold that they did not have before. It was just a group a small group 
but they went and they obeyed. They were in one accord and in unity, and God honored that. And number three, Kauai Bible Church, you can be brand new. You can be here some, from the beginning, 50 years. We weren't here for 50 years, but we were here for a while. But I want you to know, this is for you. Remember your roots. You've been dealing and talking about that. Remember your roots. What were they? A very small group had a passion and a unified heart to serve God and to do it together as one, all together. And you know what they did? They got this land. Then you know what they did? They built this church. They built that parsonage. Then you know what they did? They said, you know what? We want to take care of the future generation. We're going to buy 30 acres, and it's going to be debt-free, and we're going to have the highway entrance that was nearly as much as the land to get to come into the property. We're going to do that. For today, but it's for the future generation. And we're going to do church on the beach to reach everybody. You did it because we had one heart, one mind, one soul to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> I want to share the experience of Jubilee that I have had down through the years. I was six years old when I came to Jesus as a six-year-old boy in Federal Way, Washington, at a campground. I've never forgotten that. I've always looked back on that and known that that's when Jesus came into my life. My parents were missionaries. They served time here in Hawaii. But I needed to be saved, not just go on the coattails of my parents' religion. Well, the second thing, my second step in that jubilee process was I was water baptized. Every believer should be water baptized. So at the age of about 11 or 12, <clears throat> I went down to the beach at Lahaina with my parents where they were pastoring and was baptized in water. Thank God they didn't hold me under too long. I came back up and survived to continue on with the next step or two. <clears throat> and the third step was... I was filled with the Spirit, but before that happened, I was in, on the island of Java as a 12-year-old or something like that, maybe 13, I'm not sure. In central Java, Dad was preaching, <clears throat> and I'm sitting on the front rows, and the Javanese and Indonesians are very kind, very courteous. Because I was a missionary's son, they thought I was Billy Graham, which I wasn't. <laughs> and so they asked me to come up and testify. I had never done that in my life. I came up when they called me. 
At first, I tried to get out of it. No, no, I don't speak Indonesian well enough. I'm not, uh, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, they persisted. So, very nervously, I came up to the front, stood before 200 people, and shared about Jesus coming into my life. <clears throat> Believe me, I was looking at the side door about where that door is, and I was wanting to run out that door and never come back. But just a few months later, God baptized me with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I've, ne I've been nervous, but I've never had that fear or that urge to run out the door. <laughs> Hallelujah. Filled with the Spirit in Jakarta, Indonesia, at about 13 or 14. And finally, <clears throat> Harv and I, my younger brother, came all the way across the Pacific, stopped in Manila, stopped in uh, a couple of other places, uh, the Aleutian Islands, and landed in federal uh, Seattle, Seattle, Tacoma, SeaTac, and then caught a Greyhound bus and made her way across to Montana to stay with a pastor and his family. And I remember kneeling. The first service that I'm at was a missionary service. My parents were missionaries. And God put a burden on my heart for the lost, thank God, is still there. <clears throat> that night, God called me to preach. I was 14, and I'm still trying to do my best for Jesus. Amen. God bless you. P.S. Impossibilities become possible. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we welcome Pastor Sam Webb to come share his hearts on the spirit of Jubilee? You know, when you think about the Jubilee, you just think about the faithfulness of God. And I've been coming to Kauai since 1971. And I've seen the passion, the love, the value that's in the people on this island. And I just want to say, give yourself a big hand. Would you just do that? <laughs> a group of students, a teacher, what can that do? But look at the impact. Just turn around and look at the impact of what all God has done over these years. And I just want to say, first of all, Kauai Bible Church. Kauai is different because you're here. 
It really is different. It's not the same. I meet people from the outside and they, they always have a great word to share about Kauai Bible Church. And your reputation, and, and this is what Jubilee is all about, is keeping the gospel central to all that you are and all that you do. Can you say amen? And I, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Your, your passion, I've been into church many times, off and on through the years, and to see the heart of the people rise up and press through. Iniki, I mean, wow, I was on the first plane that I could get out on Aloha Airlines to get here, and I brought money. What do you need? You can't even get an ATM to work in those days. Bringing money, bringing heart, bringing uh, beliefs for the future of this congregation. And I just want to say one last thing. The Jubilee is all about the next generation. Without the next generation, I just want to say we become an old group of people. I've seen churches die because they did not invest into the next generation. I went and hugged the sound man back there yesterday, and I said, you're the next generation. We need you. I'm sorry, I don't even remember your name, but... That is so important. And wherever I go, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And the people that believed in the future, Barry and Eileen came over in the very beginning. Steve, my brother-in-law, and his wife came over. Lloyd and Esther, the same time Lloyd and Esther came over, Nancy and I went to Guam. We can't stop the mission's heart from going on. That's jubilee, yeah. mission's heart, right? Yeah. And let's believe God. Let's send out the old. Let's send out the young. Merv and Darn are not still too old uh, to go. <laughs> go to Sahalin again, <laughs> right? Let's, Barry, let's go. Let's don't stay. And I, I, I would like to just challenge every single one of you. My wife and I believe God for we travel for the last 20 years, and it's because of the heart that is in our churches. You're still part. We're still part of one another, even though you're part of another group. We're still part of one another, and we're going to impact Japan. We're going to impact the nations. And that's what Jubilee is all about. Bless you. Thank you, Sam. Who? Come on, one more. Would you help me in, uh, bring up Pastor Russ Stewart to come share the heart, the spirit of Jubilee? Uh, we were doing pretty good until you're bringing your whole computer up here. He's got his whole computer with him now. <laughs> now I'm getting nervous. 
This is to keep me from wandering. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I remember the first time I came to Kauai, and, uh, you know, I was fresh out of high school. Uh, I didn't have a job. I had just gotten saved, and uh, Roy Kim asked me, hey, you want to go to Kauai? We're going to start a church over there. I said, I don't know. I never did that before. So I said, okay, I'll come. You know, I could play guitar a little bit. And we met at uh, Sol Solomon and, uh, and uh, Val Ono's house. And uh, we just had a few um, young uh, high schoolers that came. And, and that was the beginning. I never thought anything of it. You know, I, uh, I didn't expect anything of it. And, you know, but I, but I see the results. You know, and I'm grateful to the Lord for uh, allowing me to have that uh, experience of being able to be the beginning of something and to see it uh, grow and to, to see uh, fruition. All of the, the young teenagers are old people now. You know, I mean, that happens. But you know what? We need, we need more young people because the young people are the ones who will be the older people later on. And it doesn't happen, uh, doesn't take long to do that. But I, I just want to see this. You know that the beginning of Jubilee uh, is not the end of 50 years. It's the beginning of the next 50 years. And uh, in fact, the word says uh, in Chronic, Second Chronicles that uh, when the year of Jubilee comes, you uh, assess the next 50 years. You look at the next 50 years, and then you do your planning for that. You assess how many years are left, and then you start planning of what you can do in those next 50 years. It wasn't just, you know, uh, enjoying the free time that you had. The free time was to plan for the next 50. And I just want to say this, too, that uh, Jubilee has already begun in this church. It has already begun. If we go to Ephesians chapter 2, and what I did was I underlined all of the, uh, the words of tenses, you know, past tense, present tense, and future tense. You know what? There's hardly anything future. It's all either past or present. In verse 3, it says, uh, we had our conversation in times past and were by nature children of wrath. Uh, verse 4, God loved us, past tense, when we were dead in sins. He hath quickened us. That's already happened. And he hath raised up, to get up together, made us to sit together in heavenly places. For by grace are you saved. We're not waiting to be saved. And the problem with uh, a lot of times in the church, why we don't move, and this is for all churches, including us, and including us as individuals, is we're trying to be something that we already are. You know, that's, isn't that a problem? When guys try to be something, you know, uh, they try to be something that they aren't because they're, they don't accept what they already are. We're trying to be something that we are not because we're already something. God has made us already to be seated with him in heavenly places. We're not waiting to get to heaven. We are in heaven. We're seated at his right hand right now. We are miracle workers. We are believers. And the people that should be believers are believers. And I know that's deep for shallow minds. But... Uh, <laughs> Believers should be believers. Amen? Yeah. So miracle workers. How many of you are miracle workers? Hey, how many of you have worked a miracle before? Okay. How about the rest of you? You are miracle workers 
doesn't matter whether you've worked a miracle or seen a miracle happen. When you were filled with the Spirit, you were filled with the miracle worker himself. And it's just an opportunity that you need now is to, uh, to start operating by who you already are. Start to see and start to believe who and what you already are and start to move into that. Forget about uh, what doesn't work. You are the ones that work. It's not what you do that works. It's you that work. And as we draw closer to the Lord, the Lord gave me this word for you that uh, um, to be in your Goshen time now, to be in your Goshen. Goshen means to draw near. And, you know, if I want to get close to uh, Pastor Aaron, I don't tell him, you know, Pastor Aaron, come, come, come over here, come closer. I just do this. See, Pastor Aaron's gotten closer to me. Well, when we want to get closer to God, that's what we do. When we want God to get closer to us, that's what we do. We draw near to him. And God is calling you into that Goshen time right now. He's calling you into a time of drawing near to the Lord. And as you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And you will have that power and anointing and start doing the miracles because miracles are necessary. If Jesus needed miracles and if the apostles needed miracles to do their ministry, what makes us think that we can do it without miracles? We need miracles. We need signs. We need wonders. And you are the miracles. You are the signs. And you are the wonders that need to go out into the world and start doing these things and bringing the kingdom of God into the natural world for the unsaved to see. Because they cannot see spiritual things. They can only see natural things. They need to see the power of God happening to them and in front of them. God bless you in the next 50 years. Hallelujah. Kauai Bible Church, man, this is our heritage. What you just heard from up here, this is, this is the roots of who we are. This is the foundation of who we are. I loved hearing uh, Pastor Stephen Fay in the video last night talking about that the breakthrough of this church came through a season of just praying in the spirit and praying in tongues. And we've just been talking about that. And just to know uh, that, that that's how this church was birthed and, and that we're not talking about something new now. We're talking about this is who we've always been. This is who we've always been. Let's have the worship team come back up. Come on. This is the spirit of Jubilee. Remember the cross of Calvary. Remember the completed work of Jesus in our lives. Remember the day of Pentecost and that the Spirit's baptism is available to all of us and the power of that baptism. Come on. Remember our roots at Kauai Bible Church. We give our lives to Jesus. We're water baptized, and we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then we have a heart for the lost that never grows cold, a passion for the lost. Come on, Jubilee is about the next generation. We can sit around and rejoice all that God has done for our generation. But if that's all we do, we will die. But when we celebrate God's promises for the next generation... We will go another 50 years. Come on, Jubilee is about the nations. It's about God's plan for the world. And Jubilee is about us as God's miracle-working vessels, recognizing who we are 
and living the fullness of who we are in the community. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to end in a time of prayer and I just want to I just want to open the doors to prayer. I'm going to invite the worship team just to just to play the song instrumentally uh, for a while as as we just begin to pray. And how is that going to look? I don't know. I just want to open the doors and I want to see the spirit move. And and so if you want to if you want to come uh, to the altar and, and bow down at the altar and, and cry out for Kauai Bible Church, if you want to uh, if God puts it on your heart to pray for somebody else in the church, then go pray for them if uh, um, we're going to prophesy tonight but if if we let it out early we'll just let it out early and you can prophesy over somebody today uh, if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit then find one of the leaders one of the elders find any of these pastors that have come and that are a part of our history and just say will you pray with me I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you're just hungry for God you just want whatever it is we're just going to open the doors we're going to open the altars you can make an altar out of your chair if you want to move around in ministry and pray over people. We're just gonna, uh, we're just gonna let it flow for a few minutes, and then uh, the worship team then is gonna sing this song. Do it again, do it again. Everything you've done, God, keep doing it. You've done it before. Do it again. That's our heart's cry today. But as the music begins to play, would you just begin to come? Would you rise up out of your seats? Would you come to the altar? Would you kneel down at your seat? Would you worship the Lord? Would you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit to pray for somebody else in the church? Would you cry out for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Let's just open it up. Let's just release what God wants to do today. Come on.